Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Steve Reeve Podcast with the best moments from the past week and a few things that didn't make it there. Monday. Went through a, a rite of passage last night, and it was uh, not because we were building a dresser. Finally, finally, after, like, I'm not kidding, years of trying uh, dressers on the buy and sell, you know, the marketplace, trying second, third, fourth hand dressers, and they're just falling apart every single time. We finally said, you know what, we gotta just buy a new one. We gotta buy a new one. So, of course, comes in the boxes, IKEA style, assemble at your own risk kind of thing. And we don't do too badly in my household uh, with that. Me and my significant other, we actually, you know, do a little bonding over that instead of the, the uh, you know, relationship testing fights that come along with it. But no, I digress. It was the fact that we we both pre-robaxed. That's the only way that I can possibly describe it. We pre-robaxed before the task of building the dresser. And I mean, substitute the building of the dresser with any kind of household physical activity where you're going to be lifting some things and screwing things together in awkward positions. And uh, the necessary task was have the robaxa set before the actual activity happens instead of afterwards, instead of reactionary. And it just struck me how middle of my 30s I am now. It's occurred. Pre-robaxing, a prerequisite now. Iggy Pop in the news because he is turning down the Grammys. Specifically saying, I hate those people. They want me to be in an exhibit in their museum or something. Um, yeah, yeah, he's got a troubled relationship from the past, but it was basically in 2020 that he was listed among the uh, chosen recipients of the Lifetime Achievement Award. And he told Classic Rock Magazine... They kept wanting to talk to me on the phone and kept telling my manager, I don't want to talk to them. And uh, the rest is, you know, kind of history. And uh, did say that, uh, you know, without him, uh, the, uh, the the people from the Grammys represent, rep, representatives were saying that without him, there's no Lil Nas X, there's no Billie Eilish, none of the younger artists that are out nowadays. And, well, part of that is true. Part of it also does feel like pandering and Iggy Pop kind of feels the same. Radiohead getting back together in 2023 as well. They do say that in the early year, they're looking at ideas for what comes next, which is just very vague, but very welcome news for fans of the band. Is the celebrity freebie actually legit and binding in your mind? Talking about this with a friend over the weekend, uh, they were talking as if it was a given that, you know, should the odds relent and you not only got to meet your top celebrity crush, but that you actually played your cards right or at least hit the right place and right time of all time and got the chance to sleep with them. Got the consent that you could just go right ahead and do it. Consequence free, right? I don't know about that. I take it much more like a thought exercise, a fun way of kind of talking about, revealing a little bit about what you find attractive with your partner or with friends or whatever, whether totally fitting for your personality or like kind of surprising. Either way. But you can't just joke around with your partner about the celebrity freebie and then just go ahead and do it, right? Am I wrong about that? Is it, can you? Like, at least make a quick phone call to get the clearance. Or to break things off respectfully if they say no. Right? Tuesday. 
I was reading that people from Western Canada are mystified by the bagged milk of the uh, eastern side of the country. Um, and, and to be fair, we don't really have it anymore. So many people were never exposed to it, for sure. Uh, but maybe it was just because we had a lot of mouths to feed in my family and the money had to stretch. But we totally had bagged milk in the fridge when I was young. I have memories of it for sure. Vivid memories. Snip the corner or, you know, hack at it with a blunt butter knife on occasion. It doesn't pour very well when you do that, but still, it opens and it does pour. You can get a glass of it. Um, and, uh, you know, you would also pour it from inside the specially designed milk bag jug. The milk bag jug was a key piece of the, uh, the equipment in the kitchen, which, you know, after the milk bag stopped being sold, became the Kool-Aid jug. You know, Perfect size for Kool-Aid, too small for the frozen cylinders of juice from concentrate. You know what I mean? That was the age. That was the age. Hey, did you also wonder when you were a kid where this concentrate place was? Stationed outside the strip club in Las Vegas anymore, but during the Consumer Electronics Show, showcase, whatever, uh, that was going on in Vegas over this past weekend, there was a giant robot bouncer outside of a strip club on the strip in Las Vegas. Um, just saw photos of it. This thing's gigantic. If you've ever played the game Cyberpunk 2077, it is exactly like walking around Night City in that game. Just walking down all kinds of brightly colored strips of, 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 of entertainment right there's neon lights everywhere people giving you flyers to go check out this show and that show and this one's not for the kids and then you stumble across a giant bigger than a car robot that's like give me your license show me your id photo identification please uh, yeah, that's not exactly like the uh the night out <laughs> i'm gonna be wanting from going to las vegas i think a little bit more low-key but still I would be fascinated, though. If I did see this while drunk on the strip, I would be in, in waking up in the morning, scratching my head, trying to fight off that hangover, being like, D what did we get up to last night? Was this like the Hangover 4, but with robots this time? Um, actually kind of pretty cool. The more I think about it, the more I like it. You're listening to the Steve Reed Podcast, Podcast. from 100.5 Cruise FM. Great songwriter, but certainly somebody who's had a bit of contention in our part of the world. Neil Young is uh, in the news again uh, because he's been talking about songwriting as a as an art form as well as his favorite songs. Not just the ones that you know he's put out and he's written and worked on, but you know, his favorite songs in general with a uh, rare new interview uh, with Conan O'Brien. And he also talks about one of his very first appearances with a late night talk show host, the, uh, the uh, Johnny Cash show, not uh, any of the other Johnnies, but uh, he said he was petrified back in 1971 when he's sitting down on that show and uh, he was 23 years old at that time uh, when he was singing old man instead of when he was actually just you know an old man Morrissey is delayed and uh, postponed a few more dates he was supposed to be headlining show as part of a tour he's got through Europe through 2023 and uh, then also announcing a new headline show tickets are going to go on sale for that on Friday for those who are you know obviously in that part of the world but I hope that it comes with some insurance for sure. It's a little bit of a, a gamble to go and try and check out a Morrissey show, and perhaps in more ways than one. Wednesday. I do try to keep an open mind as well. In general, you should always strive to at least be open to other opinions, other experiences, other people in general. But I am absolutely incensed by this. I am upset by this list of dating terms glossary of terms for you for dating in 2023. I mean, they also say that online dating has its busiest day on January 8th for the entire year. People looking to warm up a little bit, I think, right? Here are some of the terms that I've read for dating in 2023. 
consciously couponing, conflabbing, double dutching. Okay, well, I know what that is. You share the bill. Uh, thawing, scrumming, hesitating, cannonballing, and more. Uh, why do we need to make up dumb words for this? Why? Why? Just describe what it is. Hesitating is just, is just taking it slow. That's what that is. Thawing? That just means that you were busy before and now you're trying to see if maybe a match you made on an app or in person or wherever is actually still heating up. It's still warm. It's still ready to go. Um, I do think that uh, the reason, a uh, major reason at least, that January 8th does seem to be the busiest online dating day of the year is because we uh, do the math. That's just over a month out from Valentine's Day. That's enough time that you'll get a gift, right? Like, that's enough time that you can expect a little something-something. Foo Fighters, we already talked about this a little, so we'll really quickly announce, uh, re-announce that they are going to be performing again, of course. At the end of the year, they did say, uh, you know, into a new year, it's going to be different for them after the passing of Taylor Hawkins, but they will be back. They will be continuing to uh, to perform, and that's absolutely true of three different festival uh, announcements they're going to be a part of. Uh, there's uh, the Boston Calling Festival, which is first up. There's Bonnaroo as well. They're going to be uh, stopping by just a few others throughout the summer that have already been announced and more to come of course david bowie uh, it was the seven year anniversary of his passing yesterday uh, he died of course in 2016 january 10th after living with cancer for nearly two years um, he had released his 26th album black star it was on his birthday <laughs> two days before he actually passed away that the album was released there we go and his 22 year old daughter uh, released a uh, never before seen clip of her as a child with david bowie being taught how to play the piano very adorable very very touching the big question today what is your favorite flavor combination that's weird man weird make me go ugh. um th this one uh, kind of does i don't know if i really love it i love the two different flavors but a lot of people actually were in there in the uh, chat going peanut butter and pickles uh, some people saying sandwich like some people saying on bread or alone so so good is the rating on that um chocolate ice cream with zesty cheese chips dipped into it peanut butter and bologna sandwich uh, not for me. Not for me. Cheese and jam on toast. Okay, depends on the selections, but yeah, I could, I could be there for it. Uh, zesty cheese Doritos with herb and garlic cream cheese. You're just, you're just picking winners and putting them together on the same team there. That is, that is what a coach is supposed to do. That's good choices, Vicky. I'm there for you. I'm there for you. And, um... So many other ones. Peanut butter getting in there a lot. Not really so good for those who are allergic to it, but there's all kinds of other ones. Let me know what your weird flavor combination is so we can judge you and also be curious. Thursday. Aliens, man. Aliens. They're going to be coming. Well, okay, if that's not really the story. The story is that we're looking for them. NASA made big announcements just recently. There was a big uh, meeting of the American Astronomical Society, and apparently it was like standing room only at this uh, this conference, at this 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 talk, this meeting. And I guess there's plans now to build a new device that's going to be kind of floating up above us, uh, sitting at this L2 gravitational point of 1.5 million kilometers from Earth. That's not the most important part. The most important part is that, and this is just initial talks. They got plans, but they don't have a budget or anything like that just yet. But they want to make the Habitable Worlds Observatory. So this would be an autonomous thing that could be serviced and even upgraded by robots instead of by human hands. And uh, that makes it a little bit cheaper to operate, especially when you're talking about being in space. But by early 2040s, they could be looking for signs of life on Earth-like planets throughout the galaxy. 
pretty interesting, actually. Exciting, to be honest. But at the same time, I do kind of feel like if we haven't seen aliens so far, there's a really possible reason for it that they just don't want to be seen kind of thing. And this does sound a little bit like... Kind of like a global version of putting up a security camera and aiming it right at the neighbor's house instead of your backyard. <laughs> or if that's not creepy enough for you, it's kind of like sitting in the dark with binoculars and a cigarette watching Yellowstone with the neighbors. Only they don't know about it. That's what it kind of feels like. The aliens might be like, Honey, close the blinds. They're staring at us again. Yesterday is when the news broke. The Jeff Beck has passed away at the age of 78, an absolute legend in rock and roll history. One of the greatest guitarists of all time, uh, often heralded as the top of the list, and uh, died after a bout with uh, bacterial meningitis, a very short stint uh, being uh, ill, and then unfortunately passed away peacefully in his sleep, which, I mean, you know, there's silver lining there, but it still is a bit tragic. And there's such an outpouring from the different musicians who either were inspired uh, inspired by him uh, or who w w had a chance to work with him in, in their lifetime, in their career. Uh, Jack White was sharing uh, live footage of a collaboration with Jeff Beck in tribute to what he called the innovator extraordinaire. Fellow Yardbird Jimmy Page kind of led the, uh, led the, 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 the guard, led the march when it came to shouting out this incredible human. And uh, you've even got the likes of Johnny Depp saying that he visited him on, at his bedside just recently and he's absolutely devastated. He was very recently uh, you know, making big plans to to make more music happen, more live shows happen with Jeff Beck. So uh, clearly this was something that came as a big shock and a big surprise to everyone involved. And he will be absolutely missed. Hey, Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast. Let me bring you into my world a little bit. Um, I bought a new computer chair. Uh, full disclosure, I splurged. I did. I did. I mean, I was feeling so uncomfortable. I literally had an old, old uh, second, third, fourth hand, a big, beautiful, uh, you know, fake leather office chair, uh, you know, an executive chair. But the problem was it like leaned to one side. It was a little tilty. That's why I managed to get it into my possession. Looked great. My back was just screaming because of it, screaming because of it and got a new one. Because I was like, I, I, I need something that's got the support. Something that's, you know, I need to spend a little bit of money. But I, full disclosure, I splurged and it looks good too. It doesn't just feel good. It looks really, really cool. You know, you, you just feel good sitting in it. And then also just seeing it across the room. I'm like, yeah, that looks good. But no sooner than I had put the piece together uh, that I uh, freaked out. Thinking that our two cats that we have at home would have it in shreds by the time that I'm home from the show today. So... I left it draped in a blanket to protect it from the kitty claws, and now, you know, Link, thinking about it, I spent so much money on my flashy, shiny new chair that has officially now become a cat bed. But at least they're not scratching the really cool design that I paid to be able to see that I can no longer see. You know? Smart thinking. Real forethought. One of my first memories of knowing the name Jeff Beck before really, really knowing who Jeff Beck was uh, was thanks to Wayne's World 2. Um, and, you know, I learned a lot about the headbanger rock and roll scene from those movies growing up uh, before ravenously consuming as much rock as I could when I was just a little bit older, right? Actually getting into where all that reference came from. But um, I knew that movie by heart as well. There's a few comedies from my childhood that I just, I think, still know every single line to. And those Wayne's World movies are absolutely there. And I would walk around the house quoting this story in its entirety as performed by the incredible Ralph Brown in Wayne's World 2. I remember one time I was in a place like this. Sri Lanka, formerly Ceylon. 
It was about three in the morning, and I was looking for 1,000 brown M&Ms to fill a brandy glass, or Ozzy wouldn't go on stage that night. So, Jeff Beck pops his head round the door and mentions there's a little sweet shop on the edge of town. <laughs> so we go, and it's closed. So there's the three of us breaking into this little sweet shop on the edge of town at three in the morning. I loved it. It's such a great, great scene. And a uh, whole lot better if you actually listen to the music that Jeff Beck has made throughout his career, too. Friday. It's not brand new, but it seems to be a really popular thing for this January. But it's the Thousand Hours Outside Challenge. Uh, this is kind of created. There's even a website for it. You know, like uh, like created with intention, not just something that's kind of been grassroots and picked up by... Uh, TikTok videos or something like that. It was intentional. And the idea is to combat the fact that we spend so much time uh, with our screens. Kids consuming about 12,000 hours a year through various devices, screens, and uh, and ways of being entertained. And i got to say, I'm pr- probably pretty close to that myself. Um, and don't spend nearly enough time outside. I do understand the, the draw. Outside is great. We should be spending a lot of time uh, enjoying nature, experiencing nature, touching grass, as the kids say today. But uh, 1,000 hours outside. I did the math. I was trying to figure out, like, what does that actually work out to? Uh, 52 weeks in a year. It works out to just shy of about 20 hours a week. And I thought, well, you know what? Camping is your friend in this equation, for sure. I mean, you go camping for two nights. Let's call that 48 hours. You know, just clean, even number. Uh, that's uh, saving it up. Do two of those stints in one month. I mean, that is more than the month's worth of outside hours cleared off of the calendar. You're set. You're good. You've earned yourself weeks on end doing nothing but sitting in front of your TV screen, right? Movies, TV shows, podcasts, video games, you name it. That's how to do it. Camp and then camp out on your couch. Time for some music news headlines, and uh, as the outpouring of uh, remembrances of, of, of praise and of love for Jeff Beck and his influence now are also reeling after the death of Lisa Marie Presley, uh, the only child of uh, singer Elvis and uh, at the age of 54, passing away after a brief uh, issue with cardiac arrest. She was uh, visited by paramedics who uh, found signs of life, brought her to a hospital, unfortunately. She did not survive. Ringo Starr is uh, going to be making a little stop around North America. Uh, several tour dates announced with the All-Star Band. He said, I, I love playing with the All-Stars. Can't wait to be back out on the road again. Mainly going to be along the uh, the West Coast throughout May and June. And as well, three nights, uh, mini residency in Las Vegas. But 19 dates on the tour and none coming uh, too close. Too close to home. They do say North America, but as usual, it's mainly just... America. Thanks for listening to the Steve Reed Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Joining me right now, always happy to have a guest here in studio, a face-to-face. We've got Keith Smith of Public Works. You're the director of Public Works right here in town. Tell us more about yourself and, of course, what is Public Works, in case people aren't aware. Excellent. Thank you, and I'm so happy to be here. My name is Keith Smith. I am the director of Public Works, and our Public Works department is exactly as it sounds. It works for the public. There's seven disciplines within Public Works, that being roads, and you'll see the winter maintenance crews out every winter that'd be parks that'd be transit you see all of our buses going around we have fleet all of our fleet services facilities we also take care of all of our rural operations being anzac gle and also for chip one so we are quite a busy uh, department and we are a department that's always uh, interacting with the public and our our primary focus is to provide the services that our residents expect yeah and i mean i'm sure that there would be a lot of things that people would be surprised to learn about public works and and the operations i mean one thing off the top of my head is that uh, a lot of people i 
I think that yeah, end up in the Fort, sort of Fort McMurray bubble. You know, they live, work, operate just in town. Sometimes don't think about just how far reaching and big the RMWB really is. Fort Chippewan being one that you know, can only be accessed by road part of the year kind of thing. So big part of what you guys do is facilitating all of that, organizing all that. And winter maintenance is top of mind right now because, of course, we got the snow on the ground. So yeah. what's it like there uh, for win- winter maintenance? What is uh, some of the things you guys focus on this time of year? Well, this time of year, winter maintenance is obviously uh, the priority for a roads crew, keeping our roads open. And uh, this year has been a fantastic year with winter maintenance. Uh, the primary reason for that is our residents. Our residents are key when it comes to the winter maintenance program and a lot of the programs that we provide. But this year, uh, the residents are removing their vehicles from the roads. Uh, the, the compliance rate is the highest I've seen it, and therefore the efficiency rate is the highest I've seen it. Individuals move their uh, vehicles out the roads. Our crews can get in and do what they need to do, and it's been amazing. Settling into the, the winter maintenance zone sort of plan for things after after a few years, I think, right? Yes. Uh, people are kind of getting the idea and, and knowing how to find out if they're active, right? Yes. At the end of the day, there's two days a month that residents have to move their vehicle, but this year, like I said before, a big, huge shout-out to our residents. Thank you so much for removing your vehicle. It gives us the opportunity to do what we need to do, provide the service we need to provide, and it makes us very happy. We've got more with Keith Smith, Director of Public Works, coming up in just minutes. Continuing our conversation with Director of Public Works here in the RMWB, Keith Smith. Well, and I don't want to tempt, uh, you know, old man winter, uh, mother nature, whatever you want to call it, but we haven't seen a ton of snow just in the last little while here, which is great too, right? That, that absolutely helps things. I'm sure that working in public works, there's a lot that you find that the public might have a little uh, misconception about or might not quite understand fully. What are some of the misconceptions that you encounter and what do you want people to know? If we focus on winter maintenance, uh, some of the misconceptions is, that, first of all, that the municipality makes money or gathers money from towing, and that's not an, a reality. Uh, the municipality makes zero money from towing there's no money to be made in towing uh, actuality when it comes to towing is a lose-lose from both the residents and the municipality the residents uh, again as their vehicle towed, which is never a nice feeling <laughs> of course not pay that bill and at the end of the day what my crews want to do on the street is keep the roads open provide that service for the residents and when the vehicles are on the street or they need to be towed it slows us down and we cannot be efficient and cannot provide that service and that really is not what we're there for and that really is not a great measure and and also at the same time, I think it's because of uh, some of the misconception with winter maintenance is we get the question quite often is why can't you use clear snow all in one day or all in one week? And the unfortunate reality is that is that in the urban service area of Fort McMurray, there's over 500 streets. And in order to uh, clear these streets and remove all snow, there's not enough equipment nor manpower in the city, nor probably in the province to provide that. And also, if we did that, or even had the ability to do something like that, that would just clog our roads. The roads would be clogged, the snow dumps would be clogged, and it would be just, just chaos on the street. So <laughs> it can't be done. And we get in there and we plow, and the number one priority for our winter maintenance zones is to keep the roads passable for residents to be able to get throughout the city and also at the same time if there's emergencies emergency crews needs to get to the people yeah and and people living on roads uh, that are feeling uh, that they want a little extra attention or they're, or they're wondering what the schedule is kind of looking like they can get that information right Absolutely. they can reach out and find out what the story is or at least uh, report that their vehicle is not quite clear in the snow or whatever the case may be individually right they can reach out absolutely we have uh, alerts that people can sign up for we have you know the websites there's a multitude of different areas people can go to but ultimately at the end of the day if you're not sure call pulse pulse is the number one link into the municipality and what's happening 
Yeah, you can report things, you can ask your questions, get your answers there all in one stop. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to come in, uh, Keith. Best of luck with the rest of winter and, of course, the rest of the year for Public Works, a job that never ends and is kind of thankless. So thank you. Well, thank you. And uh, before I leave, I want to give a huge shout-out again to our residents. Thank you so much. You guys are the number one uh, player in this winter maintenance zone. And a huge shout-out to our crews. They're doing a fantastic job this year. Transmission over. Want more Steve? New podcast episodes happen every Friday or just tune into the Steve Reeve Show. Weekday morning starting at 5.30 a.m. on 100.5 Cruise FM.